Hey, podcast world. Welcome to episode five of The Filmmaker and Me. I'm your host, James Creha. Thank you guys again for tuning in for another episode. If you have subscribed on iTunes or SoundCloud or both, I really appreciate it. We just want to get out there and help as many young filmmakers and startup film companies as as we can, or as I can, I guess, since this is kind of a solo show, but with interviewees on, which we'll have one on tomorrow morning, actually. So you'll want to make sure you stop by tomorrow for the new podcast with a good friend and filmmaker, Mr. Kyle, out of Omaha here on, uh, like I said, tomorrow we're going to interview him and talk with him a little bit about film and all that, wedding filmmaking in general. So today's episode also comes from a recommendation by Mr. Kyle, the guy we're going to have on tomorrow, and he wanted to know how wedding filmmakers can do whatever they need to do, how they can make sure they get their time with the couple during portrait time, I think especially is what he was referring to because I know a lot of filmmakers, wedding filmmakers feel like when it comes to the portrait time, the photographer kind of gets gets to run it and it's kind of their show. And if there's any time left over, you know, the filmmaker gets the scraps or the leftovers. So um, it, it, it does get frustrating. And if you are starting out and you're not sure how to exactly handle it and how best to go about getting the time with the couples that you want to get. I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you two or actually three, three big things that I kind of changed with my communication and communication is key, but that I changed with my communication with the couple and with the photographer that allowed me to, you know, get more time during the portrait session. And so, um, first things first, when the couple emails you, when they first inquire, you know, when you send that first email back, it's good to let them know your style, how you work on the wedding day. And you don't have to give a lot of detail. You can be more vague about it, but definitely do let them know, you know, what you hope to get them for a film, for an artistic piece. If your style is more artistic, if you're just more, um, you know, maybe cookie cutter, more just, um, what's a good word for it? I don't want to offend anybody. More just you know, basic, be basic, you know, it's not basic isn't bad. Basic is not bad. But, um, you know, you're not trying to do a lot of crazy, crazy things with it. You're just looking to, you know, get nice, pretty shots throughout the day. And, you know, that might be it. And that's totally fine. I used to be that way. And then I wanted and realized I was happier. And I wanted to create pieces, films that were more art than they were just a recap of the day. And I kind of got bored doing that because it was, you know, same shots, every wedding. Now I can be more creative and I get to know the couple, you know, before the wedding and I kind of have a feel for them and I can kind of create something or tailor something, you know, for them specifically um, that I hope they like or that they appreciate. So I put more time and effort into it, um, which you know, you can charge a little bit more for if you're, you know, doing that, giving more time to the couple and more time to the final piece. Um, And I think when people look at your portfolio and see that they realize and recognize that and are okay with, you know, you charging a little bit more than others who are maybe just videoing the day, still producing a good quality film, but, you know, not doing anything too drastically different. So, um, that's that. And so, yeah, after that first email, that first communication, once the couple books, um, you know, I let them know how excited I am to work with them 
And then leading up to the wedding day, I'll communicate well. I love communicating. I love getting back to my couples right away. So when I get an email, I get a notification on my phone and I just love to get back right away because I don't want to be the vendor that they're worried about. And I also feel like I can kind of build a, a good relationship with them because they're they know that I'm going to always be there and I'm not going to forget about them and I'm always thinking about them and wanting to help. And, uh, you know, if a vendor was to drop out or cancel on them, I'm right there offering a suggestion of someone I've worked with who I would recommend them go with or, you know, um, I, you know, I kind of lend help where needed if needed. And uh, I just want to, I just want to build that, you know, that good, strong relationship with my couples. And I feel that's, um, that's how I do it and it works. So, uh, I'd, I'd recommend that I'd recommend, you know, um, communicate a lot with your couples. And I mean, as, as long as they want to communicate with you, <laughs> some couples, maybe, you know, I've had this too, where they're just not big into the communication up until like the week of the wedding or, you know, they don't need to communicate all that much, but, you know, be there when needed. And, um, you know, if a couple does want to communicate with you a lot and want to chat with you, you know, then, you know, be there, be there for them. So I think that really helps and that builds that relationship. And it ensures that when you get to the wedding day, you're not kind of forgotten about. Cause I know I've heard stories about brides who they got to their reception and then they realized, Hey, our videographer wasn't here. We didn't, did we have a videographer? He didn't show up. Did he? Oh, wow. You know, shoot. Uh, so, you know, they weren't, it, they obviously they hadn't built that relationship with the couple. And so they were just, a company showing up to do a job. Whereas I'm again, looking to build, I'm, I'm looking to be more than a company that gets hired. I want to be, um, really, I want to be special for the couple. I want the couple to really value me and my work and what I'm there to do and ensure that their day is spectacular and that we capture it as wonderfully as possible. So, um, all that communication with the couple up until the wedding day, you know, uh, when I get the itinerary, the raw itinerary, I usually request that a couple weeks out, you know, or whenever they can get it to me. I don't want to be too pushy. You don't want to be too pushy either because, um, you know, couples are under a lot of stress when they're planning their wedding. You don't want to be that vendor that bugs them. Um, so, and maybe you stress them out a little more. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. So, um, you know, when I get that raw itinerary, then I'll make the suggestion and let them know that I would like some time with them alone just for video purposes, for portrait stuff, for my film. And, you know, there might be like letter readings that I want to capture and I want to put them by a window and I want to do that on our own with no photographers. We don't have to worry about uh, camera clicks and flashes in the background. So I'll let them know that. And uh, I'll make recommendations too for the reception because I know the Sony cameras, the ones we use, um, the blue uplight, the purple blue uplight doesn't really come off very well, very attractive in, you know, film and videos with that, with the Sony, at least. I'm not sure how it performs with, uh, you know, Panasonic or whatever. I've never tried that or seen that. Uh, maybe I should test that out though, but at least with Sony, I just let them know that, you know, if they can pick another color, their reception footage will look a little prettier. So up to them though, I don't, you know, tell them what they need to do. I just make recommendations and I think they appreciate that. And then I'll also shoot the photographer an email I used to do this. I don't do it too, as much anymore because a lot of the photographers in the area, I've worked with them several times. They know me. They know my style. They, people have seen my films. I'm kind of more established here now, I feel like, so I don't need to do this as much. But when I first started, I would email the photographer two to three days before the wedding, 
you know, being super friendly, super kind. Hey guys, you know, stoked to work with you. You know, we're doing the wedding of this couple coming up this Saturday with you. And, you know, here's just several things that we want to do that we incorporate into our films. If we could get some time alone with the couple, that'd be great. And just kind of letting the photographer know that upfront is really helpful so that when they're, so on the wedding day, you know, when I mean, obviously they're going to be a little stressed as well because, you know, they're in the creative zone and they're wanting to get, you know, really great images for the couple. So, you know, letting them know ahead of time so they can kind of plan for that is really helpful. And then when it gets to the wedding day, obviously be very friendly, be friendly and don't be afraid to be outgoing. Um, don't be afraid to offer help if anybody needs help, as long as you're not busy filming something or it's going to, I guess, lessen the quality of the film or the product. You know, if you're in between moments and you got time to kill and someone needs something, don't be afraid to be that person, that vendor that offers to help or, you know, helps uh, run something to another room or go get something or you help maybe drive the groom to the to the church or you're just there to help as much as you can. Uh, you know, your vendors will pick up on that. They'll notice that that'll increase the chances of them referring you, you know, if you do good work as well, you know, that plus that, you know, they'll definitely recognize that and see that you're of, uh, of good spirit (laughs) and you're, uh, you're helpful and, you know, you help the wedding day. You don't, uh, you don't take away from it or, you know, cause any issues on the wedding day, which is good. You don't, you know, step in and take too much time getting a shot. Uh, you don't, you know, make the couple late, Um, all these are good things. So yeah, that's just kind of, kind of how I work. And obviously, you know, when you get there on the wedding day, say hi to the photographer, you know, let them know what you have in your bag. If you have, I know we have a prism and we have some copper, uh, pipe to get cool, like light effects and lens flares and things. So I know I'll let the photographers know that we have some cool stuff in our bag if they, you know, need it. And depending on what camera system they're shooting with, I'll let them know, you know, we have some lenses if they ever need a certain lens or they want to try a different lens for a shot or something. So just be helpful, respectful, kind, um, and just be there throughout the day. And when it gets time to do the portraits, you know, after the ceremony or whenever, you won't be forgotten. People people will know you're there. The couple will know you're there. The photographer will know you're there. Um, you've probably been chatting all the way, still all the way up until this point. So, you know, um, and if you've reached out ahead of time again, and you've let the couple know a couple times up to the wedding day through email and conversations that you want to get portrait stuff, you know, they'll, they won't forget about you and they'll make sure they give you that opportunity when that time comes. And, uh, I've had instances, you know, where the photographer, you know, maybe does use all the time or maybe we, they, the wedding ran behind, And so there's not a lot of time and the photographer just wanted to get some stuff and then you don't get a lot of time. And so I've had couples, you know, make time for me, even though there wasn't time. And I think that's all because I communicated, I built that relationship. And even with the photographer too, the photographers are, you know, very friendly and they want to get done to make sure I get my time. And so I've, I've, I've had photographers, you know, um, you know, even, even when they're break, taking a break and maybe looking at the back of their camera, they will say, hey, James, you want to jump in there and get something quick? And, you know, they're just aware of me. And I think that awareness, um, the, the awareness is built through communication and, you know, just being there and being friendly and helpful throughout the day. So, you know, if you're not getting time, if you're being treated more like you're just a company that showed up to video the wedding, 
uh, maybe try to you know communicate a little more because I think communication is very key and build that relationship with the photographer and the couple and I think that'll um, go miles and miles in helping you get build make a better film create a better film um, and you know build your business and build a portfolio you're really proud of so that's all I got guys for episode five just again letting you guys know how I kind of work before the wedding day up to the wedding day to make sure I get my time with the couple and I get time for portraits and I don't get forgotten about. So I hope this was somewhat informative and helpful for you out there. And yeah, I hope you guys tune in next time. Like I said, we will have an interview with a local filmmaker here tomorrow and we'll get that posted when it's all said and done. So make sure you guys subscribe, hit the like button, hit the comment button, give us a five-star review if you enjoyed this podcast. And That's it, guys. You've been listening to another great episode of The Filmmaker in Me.